Witch Doctor, mine heart doth beat with the irregularity of a choked bird song. My head feels as bloated as a drowned sheep, and there's blood when I pee. What terrible affliction ails me, and is there a way to rid myself of this ill? My good man, you have described the symptoms of severe hypertension. I suggest you exercise regularly, reduce your intake of sodium, and try to avoid stressful situations. Maybe think about introducing some turmeric and ginger into your diet. It might help thin the blood and reduce the pressure. Are you sure, witch doctor? This sounds like nonsense to me. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Sounds like you've been cursed. Go into the village and burn the first gypsy girl you see. If you're not feeling better after two weeks, come see me again, and we'll see if draining a bit of blood out of you helps. That's more like it. Welcome to episode 317 of People What Being Killed. This week, we're discussing the recent disappearance of local postman. No, no, Richard... no, no. Calvin, it's Tuesday. We record Bastards on Tuesday and the True Crime Podcast on Thursday. I thought we were doing the other... Oh. No, we've never done it on a Tuesday. Sorry. Right, we might as well get on with it anyway. Uh, we, we have to start off this episode with a legal disclaimer. We are required by law to inform you that the boys are back in town. That's right. It's Bastards time, and today is a very special day because we're recording our first ever in-person episode, which means uh, I can touch Ollie's face right now. Through, through the power of no technology, I can do this. Get, it, get off. Get off my mouth. Stop. 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 Ow. Ow. Play the jingle. Afternoon, sir. Do you know why I've pulled you over today? I'm not sure. I, I was sticking to the limit as far as I know. If you'd like to step outside and follow me to the front of the vehicle, sir. Hello. Oh my god. How, how long have you been stuck in there? Well, I was crossing the road outside Morrison's and then suddenly you hit me and I kind of blacked out for a bit and now here I am. Not sure how long it's been. I mean, there hasn't been a Morrison since the last service is about 50 miles back. Well, that explains all these flies all over me. <laughs> Ugh. Are, are you okay? Sure, sure. No worries. Do you perhaps have a moment to talk about Jesus Christ, our saviour? I'm sorry, I really have somewhere else to be. Um, officer, are any laws actually being broken here? Well, he's not been wearing a seatbelt for the past 50 miles. Excellent. You deal with that. I'll be on my way. Hello and welcome back to Quizm, the only quiz where the audience is encouraged to stay silent. The answer to the audience question posed before the break was of course B, Fox. Children's character Basil Brush was famously a fox. Though, you can also give yourself a pat on the back if you answered C, 
a narcissistic little orange prick. Now, before the break, we asked John here the question, originally set to launch in 2021, the James Webb Space Telescope was named after which former head of NASA? And he said, James Space Telescope. Now remember, if he gets this wrong, John will be eliminated, and we'll have to bring on a new contestant. So, to stay in the game, John, was the James Webb Space Telescope named after James Space Telescope? Oh, John, that's such a shame. It looks like you will be leaving us. Did you have fun? Yeah. Well, that's not important. The important part is getting the questions right. So, get out, and let's bring on our next contestant, Rob! Hello. Hi, Rob. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Rob. I'm 36, and uh, I'm your roommate. <laughs> yes, it is true. I, a 39-year-old television presenter, still cannot afford my own home. But that's looking to be the way things are from now on, so what are you going to do? Anyway, Rob, I promise you won't be getting any special treatment from me. So here we go with your first question. Are you ready, Rob? Ready. Can Stevie Wonder see? Uh, no. Correct! But then again, we are taking his word for it. That's £100 on the board for Rob. Okay, and here's your next question. On the 23rd of October 2020, who ate the leftover bolognese I had in the fridge? I believe that was you, after coming home drunk from that weird sex party. I'm afraid that's not what I have on the card. What does it say on your card? It says, I've never forgotten anything while drunk, and it wasn't a weird sex party, it was a regular sex party. But no worries, you've still got two more strikes, so next question, please. Rob, your next question is on which weekday do the bins go out? That's not which day do they get taken, it's which day do you put them out so that they get taken in the morning. That would be Tuesday night. Yeah, alright, so you do know. Okay, the people in my ear are telling me that I have to go back to the planned questions now, but I'm telling them they can shove it. This is my one shot, and I'm taking it. Time for the quickfire round. Let's have one minute on the clock, please. Rob, are you ready for the quickfire round? Ready. Okay, first question. Do toilet roll tubes belong in the bathroom or the recycling bin? Uh, the recycling bin. How many of my coffee mugs do you have in your bedroom? Uh, three. How many of my coffee mugs should you have in your bedroom? None. How many coffee rings should be on the counter? None. Have you ever cleaned the glass in the shower? No. no. Where are all my forks? Uh, I'm sorry. Alright. I'm sorry. I'll do better. No, you won't. I don't want your apologies. I don't even care if you start cleaning up after yourself. I want you to be stricken with terror at the very mention of a toilet roll tube or a toothpaste stain. I want you to be in constant fear that I'm somewhere out there watching, listening, observing your bad habits. Because I am. I will see to it that anyone you ever live with again will notice the weird smell you leave in rooms after you spend too long in them. And I want them to never agree to sign a tenancy agreement with you ever again. I want you ruined. Fine. I'll leave next week. I'll stay at Jenna's. <laughs> and that brings us to our final bonus question. What was the name of the girl? No, no, no. Yes, 
What was the name of the girl you continued to sleep with for around three months after you started dating your current girlfriend? Please don't do this. Say it. Say it! Elizabeth. Correct! And we'll be back with more Quizm after this. Glad to hear the shipment went well. What about Tony? He's still giving you trouble. Ah, we don't have to worry about Tony much longer. I found a guy willing to off him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Bosnian guy. Real cheap. Makes it look like they've choked to death on a Big Mac. Signature style. Very embarrassing for him. That sounds... lame. But hang on a second. Bosnian? What, you got somebody against Bosnians? Oh, no, no, no. God, I would never. Just, do you think it's wise? You know, in the current climate. What the hell are you on about? You know, hiring foreign. What with Brexit and everything. He's probably all well and good and all. The Big Mac bit does sound like he's really got a USP. But isn't it best right now to keep money in the economy? I know a guy from Southampton for, for an extra £50 will make him piss themselves before he finishes the job. Don't people normally do that surely after they die anyway? And anyways, I was thinking about Brexit when I was hiring. A great deal of our revenue comes from importing restricted goods from the EU. And with the new tariffs for companies shipping goods over a certain value, we could stand to lose quite a lot of our income to the changes in tax. I hired foreign to save us a little money in case we can't afford a local guy in the near future. I suppose that does make sense, but Harry, we aren't really a legitimate business, are we? According to our filing, we import the Ukrainian edition of Scrabble, which we do, but we also import heavily restricted i.e. illegal, substance stored within the tiles designating Cyrillic-looking letters that we made up. Ukraine isn't even in the EU for one thing, and even if it were, we wouldn't be affected due to the new taxes only applying to consumables. And also, one thing that's really been bothering me for a long time is why are we constantly importing a Ukrainian board game? The demand has really got to be overestimated by the supply, and the smuggling method means I'm constantly slipping on jur tiles around a warehouse. If anything, it would be much less suspicious to hide the drugs in the real letters. Or in the little bits under the houses in Monopoly. Well, the taxes do apply to construction materials, actually. Hey, Ollie, I've just been using your computer while you were in the bathroom, and I keep getting these weird pop-up ads for, like, antique flintlock pistols. Yeah, about that. I did have one, um, but it sort of went missing in a river about the same sort of time frame that that, that the old postie went missing. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't look like shopping, though. This looks like some kind of virus. Yeah, it's like malware or something. I, I, I keep meaning to get rid of it, but I, I don't want to pay for an antivirus. Well, I mean, nicely, that brings us into today's sponsor. The online world is a scary place these days. Hackers, scammers, African princes and ad companies are constantly trying to harvest your data to steal it, sell it, or use it in a blackmail attempt so you'll play along with their sick games. And these are just a few of the internet nasties lurking around every corner on those shifty websites we all know and love. The good people at SwordVPN believe the best defence is a good offence. That's why instead of protecting your IP, SwordVPN detect the IP of any attacker or company and immediately send them a whole bunch of malware to stall the assault. Each SwordVPN package comes tailored to your needs, meaning you get to choose what kind of malware you'll send. 
app disablers, CPU fries, and sexy pop-ups are just a few of the many options. Sign up for SwordVPN today and use promo code BASTARDS for one month off your first cybercrime sentence. Well, that's fantastic. And we'll hear more from the owners of the dog that can bark the Hungarian national anthem later. Now, our next guest has been in the papers recently for inventing what has been hailed a miracle medicine, the cure for everything, and the first paving slab on the road to hell for the human immune system. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the potential saviour and or devastator of the human race, man of the hour, Alexander Fleming. Thank you, Chris. Cheers. Must say that dog really is fantastic. He really is. So, Alex, if I can call you Alex. You cannot. So, Alex, you've invented a new drug. One that claims to ease any kind of bacterial infection under the sun. That is fantastic news. So tell us, how in the bloody hell did you come up with that one? Well, me and the lads had just come back from a little holiday. Burkina Faso, or Bikini Waxo, as I call it. You can't say that. Anyway, while we were there, I had more than my fair share of run-ins with a few of the local birds. And I'm not talking the ones with wings. Not proud of myself for a few of them from some of the more hazy nights after enough Jaegers to drown a dog. And anyway, I won't go into any of the sweaty, sticky details, but one morning I woke up to a terrible burning sensation in my todger. I'm not naming names, but I reckon it was the white girl with dreads what smelled like eau de bong water. That is... that is terrible. I know. I lived it, mate. No, I mean, you, you can't say that on the radio. Things were getting a bit prickly by the time I got home, and I don't just mean the burning feeling every time I pissed. Jesus. So, I was feeling down, depressed. Couldn't be bothered to do the dishes I'd left before I went away. Ended up eating an old kebab I'd left on the table after a night out before I went to Maggers. I knew it had gone gammy, but I had nothing left to live for. Two days later, my old fellow was back to his former glory. Shiny and smooth like a freshly cased chipolata. Thinking back to what I'd eaten, the mouldy old kebab was the only thing I'd done differently and normal. And looking at some of the more mouldy bread, I eventually isolated a fungus with extraordinary antibacterial properties. Well, horrific details aside, that is fantastic. And what have you decided to call it? Well, considering my very personal experience with the drug... I decided to name it after its first use case, Penis Healing. Ah, Mr. Belgrave. I foresaw your arrival in my here crystal ball. Wow, that's, that's almost my name. Your reputation precedes you. I've been looking for a gift. A gift I... for your aunt. Wife. But your consistent and vaguely accurate predictions are astounding. We here at Mike's Mystical and Knockout Artifacts Emporium and Off-License take pride in knowing our customers. Complimentary glass of Chablis. No, thank you. I'm more of a red man myself, and besides, I'm driving. 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 You're driving. Yes. What's that there? The monkey paw. My wife would love that. Wish-granting, I assume? You assume correctly. And there are no weird contingencies, like an ironic misinterpretation of the wishes leading to an unexpected comeuppance? Nope. That's Mike's guarantee. See the sign? 
Oh, yes. Mike's guarantee. No ironic misinterpretations of wishes leading to unexpected comeuppance or your money back. You must be over 18 to purchase alcohol or cursed antiques. Excellent. I'll take it then. Then you will pay a terrible price. What? I thought you said there were no unforeseen comeuppances. No, mate. I, I mean, it's ten grand. Shit, that is quite a lot. Not for... <coughs> Not for five whole wishes. You could use the wishes to gain your money back. And more. Hold on a second. You have access to multiple magical and wish-granting artefacts. Why do you still work in an off-license? I couldn't afford that on my salary. I'm a small business owner. Plus, if I use magic again, they'll send me back to prison. Ah, fair enough, then. Do you take cash? Yeah, of course. Nine thousand, nine thousand five hundred, ten thousand. Well, there you are. I'll just gift wrap this for you. Help yourself to a complimentary haunted doll. Free with all purchases over fifty pounds. Wow, this one looks disgusting. My daughter will love that. And here you are. Thank you very much. What? What are you doing? You said that was for your wife. Okay, Monkey Paul, for my first wish, give me all the cash in the register. That's not a wish. That's a robbery. The finger's curling. You'd better do it. Wait a minute. You planned this all along, didn't you? Your wife has been dead for years. Well, Michael, it appears your powers of mystical perception haven't dulled quite as much as I'd thought. Now open the register. Fine. Carol, no! I never should have trapped your soul in that haunted cash register. I was only doing it for our children. I, I'm a good man. I swear. I'll change. I'll be honest. Truthful. I've experienced my ironic comeuppance. Mike, you lied. The guarantee. I foresaw your arrival. I knew your plan all along. I have no guarantee. And my haunted antiques are suitable for all ages. And now I wish for my poor back. Take it! Take it! Just call off my dead wife! Pleasure doing business with you. I'm afraid that's going to have to be uh, today's last sketch. We've hit a little bit of a roadblock in the recording in that Ollie's just received a, a phone call. Yeah, so apparently, just because the police have found a certain type of vintage weapon and an undelivered bag of letters in a river covered in my fingerprints, that, that means I've killed a postman? Yeah, right. Okay, just because my fingerprints are all, all over it doesn't mean it's mine. I mean, I touch stuff that isn't mine all the time. Yeah, it's a perfectly reasonable explanation, but um, but hopefully the show will be back uh, in the next 12 to 15 years with good behaviour. And if not, we hope you've enjoyed the final episode of Bastards. Thank you very much for... Oh, God, I'm going to be so alone. <laughs>